Welcome to the Extra Podcast, a production of Northview Community Church in Abbotsford, British Columbia. Your hosts, Jeff, Ezra, and Thalia, will be discussing the Bible, relevant issues, and current events each week. At Northview, we love to study God's Word and discuss how it applies to our lives, but we try not to take ourselves too seriously. So feel free to laugh with us and at us as we try to challenge and encourage you in your faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Extra Podcast. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I'm sitting with two other pastors, Jeff. Hey. He's our lead pastor here at Northview, and Ezra. Hi. Campus pastor of mission, and our producer, Josh. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, he's going to pitch in now and then, our newly married producer. Newly married. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so Josh, when did you get married? 26th of January. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Good times. Yeah. He's yeah. been our middle school Bible teacher at the East Abbey campus, and they were like panicking that Josh was gone, that maybe we would not have middle school Bible classes anymore, because yes. they heard no middle school, meaning no middle school forever. We're like, no, 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 he got married, he's just away, he'll come back. And they were so relieved, so happy to see you this past weekend. It's good to be loved by somebody, eh, Josh? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, feels good. Yep. Okay, so this past weekend was the Super Bowl. I am assuming That's that the TVs really were on. Bit of an overstatement, don't you think? Oh, my That it goodness. was super? <laughs> there was nothing super about it. There was it. nothing super about it. There was so nothing super about it. I'd like to liken it. it to another bowl that I've used before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> we wouldn't even it's go there. T- it's a terrible game. It so, was. It's interminable. Right? It takes forever, this game. Even when your team's in it, it takes forever. So who are you guys voting for? Rune Rooting 5. Rooting for? Oh. I was ro- 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 <laughs> rooting for Maroon 5. They came second. Oh, dear. <laughs> Right, they were awful as well. Patriots thirteen, Maroon five. No, any good Christian, any good Rams three, any good Christian would be cheering for the Rams, right? Yeah. No. What? I actually went for the Patriots. Okay, here's first of all, little caveat. I'm originally from Boston. Oh, now here here comes. Born in Boston. Here he comes. Here he comes. Uh, I liked the Patriots back in the '80s when they had a guy named Steve Grogan as their quarterback. Used to have Mm. actually used to have a Steve Grogan. Shirt years and years ago. Okay, so I was a Patriot fan before all these other Patriot fans decided to be. We got people in our building here who are like, "Yeah, I'm a Patriot fan," and I'm like, "Yeah, when that happened? Oh, I, uh, you have a, you know, whatever. You so started you've cheering for him in the early two thousand. So, so, you've, so no, you've always no, been a Patriot. Let fan? me finish now. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm no, just waiting. I've, I'm I've, waiting for this story. I've been a Patriot fan for years, but I am not a Patriot fan now at all. I actually despise them. I think they cheat. And steal there and go. push the edges of everything, <laughs> and I think that I I think they're phenomenal. I, there's no question that the Tom Brady's like he's the best quarterback ever, and Bill ah, Belichick's he never gets the best. Touched. Come on, yeah, but he's they're the best. Look, oh come they, on, they're in a hopeless group, a hopeless uh, what do you call it? Division. Run, they run absolutely. Yeah. They are in a hopeless division, yes. and and so they it's run pretty much a shoe into the Super Bowl each year. Pick plays every down every time they get open, right. meaning that. They basically, it's like basketball. They run a guy, one guy off the other guy. And so, of course, the guy's little slant patterns and stuff. And so, like, Tom Brady's always throwing the ball like four yards down the field, and the guy runs for 10. So, I listen, I get it. But they figured out football and the NFL better than anybody else has. That's why they're able to do what they're able to they do. Have, they have figured it you out? You should give them massive credit have, for have what they, they've done. Have they really genuinely figured it out? Yeah, but you know what? Oh, whatever. With all that said, mm. with all that said, I, I, I did not want them to win any game prior to this, 
but you can't cheer for the team that shouldn't be there. And you can't cheer for the team that doesn't have any fans. There's no fans. Los and Angeles they, Rams, the people who are really fans are in St. Louis. And right. and they had a they showed the replay of of their last uh I think World Series win in St. Louis in local TV at the same time. Did you don't know that? call it a World Series. They it did. is an NFL series. No, but carry on. Oh, World Ezra. Series. Oh, Do you know what World Series is? It's the baseball. No, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so St. Louis has a team called the St. Louis Cardinals in baseball, yes. and they love their baseball team, and they won the World Series a number of years ago. They showed the last game, the winning game, on TV at the same time the Super Bowl happened because they all, in St. Louis, they... No way. Yeah, they hated they hate him. So No way. <laughs> the Rams are also owned by the same guy who owns the Arsenal, my favorite soccer team, and he's ruined my soccer team. He's horrible. <laughs> So I have no reason to cheer for the Rams. Oh, I, you know wow. what I was cheering for? Hmm. I was cheering for the earth to open up and swallow them whole. <laughs> That's what I was doing. We caught him on especially a day, at half t- Especially at <laughs> halftime when Rune 5 was on. When that dude took his shirt off, I was like, okay, Lord, bring the fire. That was weird. That's it. That was weird. When in doubt, take off your shirt. No, That's SpongeBob the SquarePants was yes. the weird part of oh. that. I'm they like, should what? Have just the whole thing was weird. Episode. The whole thing was weird. And yeah. then this guy comes rolling in in yeah. his car and yeah. he has this big boy coat with his Odin. big fur oh, coat. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so I, there's my rant. Okay. They're my Super Bowl rant. Okay, ready to move on to tweet of the week? I don't know. Okay, let's have Tweet of the Week. Okay, (laughs) Tweet of the Week. Let's go. So this one is from Tim Hortons. Are your thumbs ready? The wait is almost over. Roll up the rim on February 6th. Yeah. I've never played Roll Up the Rim. Never? Never. I have one coffee. I wouldn't even know know what it is. I I mean, I know people have these. I see the the, thing. You can't even speak about it. We Josh, get it, Jeff. you You're roll him. You no, do? I don't know. I just don't get. I, I. No, but Jeff, Jeff doesn't. I don't drink. Coffee. He doesn't drink hot beverages. No. Really, he doesn't. No. Yeah, it's all no tea, no hot chocolate, no, no coffee. No, rarely, oh. rarely, rarely would Jeff drink a hot drink. Okay. Rarely, like I would count. I've known Jeff for almost ten years now. Yeah. And I'd say I've probably seen you drink something hot maybe three times. Yeah. When it you're sick? On, yeah, if I'm sick or if yeah. my, th- my yeah. throat needs some help. Yeah. About three times? Huh. Total. Yeah. Like, I've never seen you drink anything hot. Never. Hey, Ezra, do you go to roll up the rim? Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Tim Hortons roll up? Oh, yes. What do you What do you order? Oh, I mean, it would be, um, uh, what do you call it? Double, double. This, no. I'd, triple, double. <laughs> <laughs> triple, triple. I've seen that. Yes. The... Um, I mean, it would be anything hot. Hot chocolate, the French vanilla cappuccino from uh, Tim Hortons. Pretty nice drink. Yep. Josh? And then it's I not, roll up the window. That's not actually a, a coffee, though, right? No, it's, uh, I don't pe- know. People who call some of the... There's the Tim Hortons. I've had, actually, mm. uh, the Tim Hortons drink that, that tastes like syrup. What is that called? Which one? It's hot, and it's syrupy, and it tastes like vanilla. Brother, I, I don't have know. no idea what you're it's talking long, about. It, it tastes like somebody decided to pour all the sugar in it. That's like a... Probably like it's a like a single, frappuccino it's a or single something. quintuple, quintuple. <laughs> I have no idea what that is, but no. When I go to uh, Tim Hortons, of course I have to roll up the rim, dude. Mm. I, you know, you get. A do you do it even when they're not playing? Or, uh, when the, you just, you guys just, should just do it when they don't have it. No, no, maybe they no. hide stuff in there. No, 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 I don't do this. Josh, do you play roll up the rim? I do. I always get excited about it. I won like fries one time nice and I always you get won fries up. at tim yeah. hortons yeah and I never, that's a lie never cashed it in I just they don't sell fries at tim hortons it was like 
to like potatoes. They have sometimes. He finds, yeah, yeah they do. They do have lying. some potato wedges or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they when do. they win a donut, you can change it for a muffin. So as an American speaking, I got to tell you, you guys under you underestimate Tim Hortons. What I think Tim Hortons is a legitimately good restaurant. There it is. I said it. Like people here are like, oh, yeah. Tim Hortons. Somebody sometimes says, oh, let's get together for breakfast. I'm like, yeah, let's go to Tim Hortons. What? No, like real breakfast. No, you can go to Tim Hortons and get – because the stuff you're going to buy at the other breakfast places is just not as good as the Tim Hortons uh, breakfast sandwich. It's not. So what would you – oh, you'd, you'd have a – Yeah, the, their little bagels breakfast sandwiches are off the hook, man. I'm McDonald's all the way. They're great. <laughs> See? But Tim Hortons is a – it's well, good. when we're traveling, it's a good option. It yeah. is because yeah. you can always get something that you don't feel totally. like you don't feel like you want to kill yourself after. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready to move on? Let's, Let's move on. go. Okay, we are starting a new sermon series on the Holy Spirit. So I have some questions for us as a group. When you think back to your younger years, what did you believe wrongly about the Holy Spirit? Well, yeah. What do you mean by younger years? I came <laughs> to faith, kind of came to faith in Christ a little later. That's right. So I didn't think. You know what I thought was funny when I first kind of came into the to the evangelical church. See, I I grew up in a mainline church, and the mainline Christian church still sang the old hymns the way they were written. So I remember singing songs about the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. who freaked me out. Yeah, I kept thinking to myself, I don't want to meet the Holy Ghost, man. Yeah. <laughs> Because, because I, what did he look like? And that's well, yeah. freaky. And was like, he this weird Like praise God apparition? from whom all blessings flow. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is yes, the last line. The Holy Ghost. And when I was a kid, like Holy Ghost meant Casper the Friendly Ghost oh, or yeah. the Halloween Ghosts, and neither of those they were kind of like creepy. So yeah. like I didn't I didn't know about this ghost thing. Casper wasn't creepy. No, Casper wasn't. But all the Halloween stuff was. You had but, the really chubby friendly. Or you had the creepy Halloween yeah. stuff. So Holy Ghost kind of meant just this force. Yeah, right. Now, I I heard about the Holy Ghost for sure, but I had no idea. I had no idea what the Holy Spirit was about or what his work was, whether it was a force or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think people would have. I, I don't so, think, if I think back that I would have called it it a him yeah no i would have called it an it which yeah. is yes. wrong he's a he right. yeah right he's a, also, he's a person yeah and then when i came, when i came i when i came to saving faith by he by the way i don't holy spirit's not gendered <laughs> like i i, I don't i the Bible but you're using calls the him, person language yeah, as opposed understand? to the force like, yes. language yeah. so i don't want somebody mm-hmm. to misunderstand me that i'm not right. arguing that but but the holy spirit is uh yeah yeah he's a person, person. yeah so when you came to Saving Faith? Yeah, so when I came to Saving Faith and I began understanding a little bit about the Holy Spirit, one of the wrong ways I thought about him was that you had God the Father who was the big dog, like mm-hmm. he was the big guy, the king. And then you had the Son who was lesser power, so to speak. And then you had the Holy Spirit who's a servant. Yeah. And so the Spirit of God really, yeah, he has power, but so not like the Father. Sort of like the and president, so, the vice president, and sort of like the gopher. Yeah, something like that. Or the, minis- <laughs> the minister <laughs> That's how I always kind of yeah, thought of so, it when I was a kid. Yeah, that's that's right. another so. level of heresy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> oh right. Well, in so, my church yeah. growing up, I was at a small Mennonite church, and in the Mennonite church denomination, there's a lot of emphasis on Jesus, his life, his ministry, his mercy, acts of justice, things like that. So we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit 
rarely, if at all. I think the first time I actually studied the Holy Spirit was when I was doing my master's degree at Trinity. Mm-hmm. We did a systematic theology class and I studied it, uh, studied him. But I hadn't before, not really. Holy Ghost was about the extent of it. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people, I would say, would uh, would resonate with what you've just said there, Thalia. I think uh, the Holy Spirit and his work in the life of a believer and his work in the life of the church and in the world is rarely talked about in many churches. People don't know the 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 power. Yeah, this is basically the introduction of my first sermon on this. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we, helping you out. Well, we tend to think think different things. I mean, Francis yeah. Chan wrote a book called Forgotten God, which I think is a really interesting title because it kind of is. It's not an amazing book. It's pretty good, but it's not. It's it's about the Holy Spirit, but mm-hmm. but it's a great title because yeah, he he's fully he's got God a very God is the way mm-hmm. the creeds say it, but a little bit forgotten. We loved we talk about Christ a lot, about Jesus a lot, talk about the Father a lot, yeah. right? Unless um, maybe someone had grown up in the Pentecostal church. Because yeah. when I was growing up, yeah. the Holy Spirit it, was clearly emphasized in the Pentecostal church, but we thought they were kind of crazy because yeah. Holy Spirit meant gift of tongues and prophesying but, and yeah, dancing in the even, aisles. Even there, that's I think that's my thing, even where the places where the Holy Spirit was more of an emphasis, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't the whole ministry of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that was talked about. It was no. more this what, what's historically called the sign gifts, the yeah. kinds of, you know, t- tongues and words of wisdom and prophecy and these sorts of things, where there was some de- debate about it. So the Holy Spirit sometimes gets. I'm getting into some of the mm-hmm. problems which you want to get into. I think, but yeah, it kind of gets conflated or gets what I, I used. To, I used the word, reduced down to some spontaneity. Yeah, like this—it's the spirit's thing. If if you didn't think about it before, but then you got interrupted in your mind, and then that—that's the spirit we say because yeah. it's spontaneous. Yeah, we don't—we wouldn't necessarily think. Well, the Holy Spirit is at work at the careful study and exegesis of a passage of scripture, yeah. so much as the Holy Spirit is more. You know, you hear an audible or a sense, and you get a sense in your spirit. You would say that's the spirit, and the other one is, is not. And mm-hmm. that—that's I'm saying that's not true. But that's the way some some traditions tend to talk about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. What are some other pitfalls that you think that people think about when we think about the Holy Spirit? I think the idea, it almost seems like people forget that he's actually deity, like mm. he's part of the Trinity. And so it seems like you you would hear it in prayers where people would say, you know, Holy Spirit, we want to invite you to come right now, as though he wasn't there. Like the spirit is, he's ever present with the believers, ever present. But now. the meaning that somebody has with that, I, I agree with you, Ezra. But mm-hmm. the, don't you think their meaning is, we want to sense your presence. So we say stuff like, "God, will you be with them?" And by that, we don't mean, yes, is God with people? Yeah, he's ever present. Of course, he is. Mm-hmm. But be with them in the sense that. Jesus says, uh, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Like like the reassuring presence of Jesus walking with you. No, but you know, you know Don't why? you think that that's what people mean no, by that? I, I, I would say no to that because I have met so many people who are going through difficult challenges in their lives. And when I ask them the second, third question, okay, so where is the Lord in all of this? And they say, I absolutely don't know. I don't think God is with me anyway. He's indwelling you. He's, yeah, he's, he's totally gone. So we are now deist here, where God seems not involved in your life. 
And so when I hear this language, I conclude then that, hey, you know, maybe when we pray and we say, hey, Spirit of God, come here, the belief could be that God is not really involved, and so we petition him yeah, so he to shows actually up, come. He shows, he shows up, up and he leaves. And he leaves. And stuff. Yeah. Which is not, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus, when he, when he uh, ascended, he, he actually, in, in the book of John, says, the, says to the disciples that it's better for me to go away that you receive the Spirit. Which is it's a massively interesting text because you're thinking, well, how is it? How is it better? Because if I gave you guys an option right now, okay, so uh, you could have Jesus walking with you, side by side with you, across the Judean countryside for the next few years of your life. That that'd be cool, right? Because that's what they were having there. Yeah. But Jesus says to those guys he was walking across the Judean countryside with. He said. Uh, actually, it's better that I go, that the Spirit might come. Yeah. So why? And my, my answer to that is, well, the Spirit indwells us. So J- Jesus goes, but we get a closer Jesus with us. Does that make sense? Like yeah. Absolutely. Like, and I'm using that language because the, the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Jesus mm-hmm. at points in Scripture. He's the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. the you know, the Father. Right. So you end up... What we have as Christians is better than anybody who has ever lived prior to us mm-hmm. in terms of our, our relationship with, with God. We have the indwelling Spirit. And so in that sense, it's absolutely ridiculous for anyone to say that this Spirit comes and goes, and yet it's absolutely right to say that the Spirit f- can fill or not, not fill. Do, do you know what I mean? No, I think you should clarify that for people. Well, the, to be a Christian means to be baptized in the Spirit. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it means to have the Spirit with you. That that's what it that's what it means, you right? Were so, sealed with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, like all who Language are led by Ephesians the sons, one. all yeah. led by the Spirit are sons of God. Yeah. So that's Romans eight. So that's I don't say I've taken for granted because people do take it for granted all the time. But you, that's a, it's a given that that's the case. But can can the Spirit come in more fullness upon you at some moments, and, and not others? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And the answer has to be yes, because I'll give you the book of Acts is, is a story of basically a bunch of uh, men who are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, men and women indwelt by the Holy Spirit, who at times are filled with the Spirit and do some interesting things like bold proclamation. Mm-hmm. At, like I think about Stephen, who says when he's filled with the Spirit, then he ends up preaching this very difficult message to the religious leaders and... Uh, the the same thing happens when in Acts four, where the Sanhedrin is met and they decide to tell Peter and John, "You can't keep preaching." And they say, "Well, who should we listen to, you or God?" And then they come away and they pray that the Spirit would grant that God would grant them more boldness in proclamation. You know, they say, "Sovereign Lord, this is what you said would happen." Why do the people rage and the nations rage, or the people right. plot in vain against the Lord and His anointed? So, so. So give us more boldness that we might preach as we ought, basically to go against what the Sanhedrin said. And it says that the Spirit of God filled them, and they proclaimed boldly. Yes. So I see this kind of... But that there's a filling. They ask for the Lord to give them an extra measure of power, and there's a filling that takes place in that regard. And that at other... But that doesn't mean that... Uh, it, it doesn't mean that they don't have the Spirit when that's not taking place. They, they do... They just experience more of the Spirit's power 
working right. in their lives. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. See, I think I think mm-hmm. there is a there is an Old Testament uh, principle that uh, some within the Christian world have embraced, where in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God would come upon someone and leave. It yeah. would empower yeah. a prophet and leave. David so, prays. Right, Psalm 51, take, right. take not your spirit from me. Exactly. And yeah. so based on what David is saying there, and then you look at the, the life of King Saul, you look at the life of Samson, the Spirit of God left, and now they were totally defeated by the enemies and so on and so forth. And so some Christians have assumed that this is then the reality of God's people where the Spirit of God can actually leave you, abandon you, and you're now left to your own devices. Yet, in the new covenant that is found in Christ, when you become a Christian, the Spirit of God comes to indwell and never departs. He's always there, unlike how he was with David or Samuel or other prophets in the Old Testament. But you can, you know, you can grieve the Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's a language in... You can quench the, the Spirit. Thessalonians, you can quench the Spirit. So mm-hmm. that, this is the interesting thing, is that, that the Spirit's there, but your experience of the Spirit's power and work in your life can mm-hmm. ebb and flow. Well, I think a lot of the problems come when people think that we have to depend on our feelings. So if we feel like the Holy Spirit is near, then he's near. If we, don't, if we feel dry or we feel like it, blah, the Spirit isn't present. So there's a lot of feelings based around this. Yeah, and that's not the case. Right. <laughs> that's but one that's of one of the, of the pitfalls. Yes. Yeah, is a pitfall. Well, it really reduces it down to that, that yeah. feeling that if the Spirit's near, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel it. Or I'm going to hear audibly. Or I'm going to get this sense impression. Yeah, but there are, people, there are people who Which say, doesn't mean that those things, just really quickly, that doesn't mean that those things don't, can't happen. That yeah. you couldn't hear and, you know, and through a prophet or you couldn't hear get impressions. And the, the course, of course that kind of thing happens. But to reduce the Spirit's work down to that, that and say, well, that's, that's only the Spirit... That's not true at all. You're, you're, you're breathing today because the Spirit of God yeah. is holding you together. That everything you have to do, by, by the way, with your relationship with God is done through the Spirit. Yeah. Josh, you had mentioned that you've taken a gap year before, as a lot of people have done. Yes. And what was part of the purpose of that gap year? Well, um, after high school, I had read uh, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, and it opened, uh, opened my heart quite a bit. Um, and I kind of wandered around for a year getting random jobs and stuff. And uh, then I thought I'd do a, a gap year Bible school to, yeah. to learn more. And I thought that was sort of the answer um, to, to find out more about God. And that, yeah. that would be the good thing to do. Um, and now, you know, a few years later, I've come to realize that the, the correct response probably would have been to read my Bible and <laughs> go to the local church. Yeah. But um, yeah. At the time, you thought that if you went away, you might right. experience... God and the Holy Spirit in a new way, maybe yeah. a little more exciting, maybe, yeah. if you're away. Yeah, I was so pumped. Yeah. For, like, I was just expecting miracles yeah. all the time. Um, and ironically, they, they happened to basically everyone else on the trip but me. Right. Um, sometimes in the next room, Loser. They, would, they would come back in. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> exactly But that's what, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah exactly totally. right. I, I was like, oh, man, God's either got something better in store or I'm doing something wrong yeah. now. I'm a lesser Christian. Yeah. I got to unlock yeah. that, the, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, that's a that's one of the pitfalls is that people end up treating the Spirit like a force. Yeah. That there are secret, there, there's a secret sauce yes. that you need to concoct in order to, in order to release the Spirit. You get yeah. that from a lot of people. He's manipulated. He, you can manipulate him. Yeah. Right. Like he's a substance that can be 
moved around a little bit. This is one of the problems that yeah. that, that people who cl- claim to have a really big view of the spirit end yeah. up treating the spirit actually much more like the force in Star Wars than mm-hmm. they do. One of my good friends grew up in a Pentecostal church, and the teaching she was under at the time said that you have the Holy Spirit if you can speak in tongues. And if you can't speak in tongues, you obviously don't have the Holy Spirit. And this hindered her for a lot of years because she's a twin. And the twin could speak in tongues, but she never did and hasn't to this day. Oh, my. So, yeah. So that was a teaching that really crippled her for a while until she had an accurate understanding of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it can end up creating different levels of Christians, mm-hmm. th- those who have, those who have not. And yeah. I always feel uh, I feel a sense of grace, though, towards those who, who, who have, who think that they have, you know, like they have a gift of tongues, for example, yeah. or maybe a gift of prophecy. They're not... Uh, I, when I was younger, I used to think, man, why are you guys being so uh, kind of elitist about your Christian faith? I, I've come to realize I don't think that they're actually elitist. I think that they have experienced something really great, and mm-hmm. they want you to share in it. Yeah. And so but, it's... But, 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 yeah. Jeffrey. <laughs> well, there, there you go, Ezra. Come on, Ezra. There are those who have told me to my face, Ezra, you will never experience the fullness of God without being filled with the Holy Spirit. And by that, they mean a second experience yeah, well, outside of salvation. They're wrong. And that kind of, but I'm, I, think, I think most of the people that I know, and perhaps it's just my experience with people, most of the people I know who speak in tongues and things don't, don't view it that way. They view it as a gift that they have, and they don't think that it makes them some special Christian. Oh, there are, there are there, many I'm Christians not, I know. <laughs> I'm not denying who that. look on the other side. Yeah, I'm not yes. denying that. yes. If and you so, do think that, then I think we're agreeing that that you're that you're wrong. There aren't two classes right. of Christians in the world. There's just one. Mm-hmm. We are, uh, you know, saintly sinners. <laughs> right. We mean that meaning that we we we're both, you know, mm-hmm. right. spirit filled people who also can tend to continue in sin. And so there, there's a kind of struggle that we have all our lives, Christian Christians, and they're all, all some some experience more uh, victory in some moments than others do. And then the others switch places. Like, it's as long as you're in the fight, man, that's what I think. What are some of the red flags you want to raise in this series? Things we should be watching for about teachings of the Holy Spirit, maybe things that are current. That you should be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Okay. That, that there is a... Among non-charismatic churches, there tends to be this sort of Man, I don't want to get. It's the Casper the Friendly Ghost stuff, like whatever. It's like I don't want to have anything to do with any of that. Like I, I, when people are falling down and shaking, or if they speak in tongues or anything like that, I'm, I don't want anything to do with any of that. And that that might be fair, but it tends to make people think. Well, I think my life is just fine. It's more in control. Oh yeah. Without without opening up the possibility that the Holy Spirit might might want to teach me some things about who he is and mm-hmm. what God is like and so don't be afraid the the spirit of god is uh loves you <laughs> right okay. he wants what's best for you yeah i yeah. think the the other thing to that i hope this series will do for people is to remind them or should i say release them from the idea that the christian life is 
a mountaintop experience to another, to another, right. to another. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have mountaintop experiences yeah. constantly, then there is something wrong with you and that the Spirit of God yeah. is not in you. And for me, I would content to say f- most, of the cr- most of your life will, live, will be lived in the valleys where you're just doing your day-to-day stuff. If you're a mom, hey, you know what? You're caring for your kids. You're caring yeah. for your husband. Your husband, you're working hard. You're, you're trying to support your family. Yeah, those kinds normal. of things. That's yeah, the normal it's just life. A, yeah, normal life. But at the same time, even tagging that on with uh, this series on perseverance, normal life, you have normal problems, challenges mm-hmm. that come. So who sustains you in the midst of those challenges? Who keeps you going? The Spirit of God does. And so I'm hoping that this series would enable people to realize that the Spirit of God is forever with you. And life, you will spend more time in the valley than you will be than you will the mountaintop. You know, one of the big things that I, I want people to see in the in this series is the me, the varied work that the Spirit does. Yeah. So so like I'll give a, a brief preview of what I'm mm-hmm. gonna do this weekend. One one I'm I, I'm gonna obviously Try to, I'm trying to, for the first two weeks, try to introduce people to the, the Holy Spirit. Not that we don't know Him, but like if you met my wife, I would say, here's some characteristics of her. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to do, is that here are, I think, probably something like seven or eight characteristics over the next two weeks of the Holy Spirit yeah, we that we it. learn in mm-hmm. Scripture. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to cover all of it, because there's, there's more. Uh, the passages that we're going to go through after those first two sermons... Will be sermons. Will be passages that have to do with the gifts of the spirit and have to do with the fruit of the spirit. Uh, one of them in in First Corinthians thirteen is going to get into whether or not the gifts of the spirit and w- will endure until the 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 end of t- of our time here. Uh, and so we will interact a little bit with some of the mm-hmm. some of the the traditional you know debates. But the big thing is. In the first little bit, I want I just want to introduce people to that that the Holy Spirit is is a person. He's he's God of very God. He's uh he's also the author of scripture, which is a huge issue, quite honestly. Yeah. Because people often wanna say that you're you know, I'm a word guy and you're a spirit guy and oh we just we yeah, don't get true. along and that, it's the Holy Spirit is a is a Bible guy. Mm-hmm. It's his word, right? Mm-hmm. And I try to show that through the scripture. That's the way that the scriptures came to be. Their inspiration is of the Holy Spirit. This is God breathed. It's yeah. the Holy Spirit's work. And so let's not divorce those two things. Mm-hmm. That the Holy Spirit's not going to say something that's not in scripture because he's, he's God and he, he doesn't lie. So he doesn't say things one time and then contradict himself later through some sort of impression. It's all, you can go to the word of God and trust that the Spirit is speaking in it. Yeah. But also, like this week, is that he's he's an empowerer. That that what you need to do in your life is is made made f- possible by the Spirit, and yeah. that he is he has come that you might have life, have it to the full. And so, especially in the context of the stuff that we were just talking about, this last sermon series, that he will apply redemption to you. He 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 will sanctify you. Spirit sanctifies you. Spirit justified you. The Spirit sanctifies. Spirit will glorify you. He's God's. It's God's agent. To bring about that eternally ordained end, so the Spirit is in you to to will and act according to His good pleasure. Do you see what yeah. I mean? My point mm-hmm. is that th- these are all aspects of the Spirit. And then the following week, we're going to get into all sorts of good stuff about 
about guidance, which yeah. is one of the big things that people ask questions about, yeah. right? Like, well, should I be asking the spirit whether I should eat this breakfast cereal or not? Yeah. And is, Go to is this a, school, marry is this person. Is a life with the Holy Spirit meant yeah. to be lived? And when people say dependence on the spirit, do they mean that this, I should constantly just be asking the spirit yeah. his opinion about these matters? Yeah. So we'll get into some of that and uh, some stuff we've covered before. Yeah. We went through the book of Acts, just about how yeah. normal life goes mm-hmm. on and how God how God interrupts sometimes. Yeah. But for the most part, the Spirit is in your planning too, and the mm-hmm. Spirit's in all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we want to broaden. That's my point, yeah. though, is I want to broaden the viewpoint about the Holy Spirit so that you see that, that the Holy Spirit is God, a very God involved in every aspect of your mm-hmm. life. We should bring back that resource page. Maybe it's back on the website. You know, we used to have resources, mm. easy ones, like green level and a little bit more advanced, so blue the, level, like skiing. You know? So the book that I have not yet uh, asked uh, Kyle to, to buy a whole bunch of copies of, but I'm, I will, I'm going to recommend. There's two of them, actually, that have been really good. I've been reading quite a bit about the Holy Spirit recently. But J.D. Greer's book, uh, J- J.D., G-R-E-E-A-R, yeah. is yeah. that how you spell it? J.D. Greer's book, and I cannot remember the title, but if you if you do a Google search for great J.D. Greer Holy Spirit, yeah, like J D J period D Greer. period Greer, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful introduction to to the Holy Spirit. To it's a good, lovely, lovely little book, and I want I'm going to try to I'll hold it up mm-hmm. at the sermons. If you're a podcast kind of person, we've done several times in women's ministry the podcast by. Um, David Platt, The Secret Church, Exploring the Holy Spirit. That is thorough and so interesting. I think it's like six hours Mm. of who the Holy Spirit is all through Scripture. Very, very interesting. I listened to it years ago when I was walking, and then we started doing it in women's ministry, and it has been incredibly helpful. That's a great resource. Mm -hmm. Michael Horton has has a book called, I think, Rediscovering the Holy Spirit. I think that's what it's called. That would be definitely more advanced. It is more advanced. Michael Horton's <laughs> yeah. a theology professor, yeah. and so if you're interested in, in that level of stuff, it, it's, it's excellent. If you want a lighter read to start with, Wayne Grudem has um, a book, The uh, Christian Beliefs, 20 Basics Every Christian Should Know. And there are some basic beliefs covered in there. One of them is the Trinity. Yep. And so I read through that before this podcast and thought, yeah, that's a good starter, like a green level. And then you can always do the blue level, which is your systematic theology class. You do a portion on we the Holy do. Spirit. We do. talk about the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit huh? Yep. quite a bit. It's, yep. it's always an interesting class because you get people... Yeah, with all kinds of backgrounds. Well, you have people in our church who are mixed. There are some people who would be more uh, from a Reformed background, and that tends to be more cessationist, meaning mm-hmm. that they believe that the gifts of tongues and, and healing and prophecy and things have ceased after the after the coming of the of scriptures, basically. And then there are others, though, who are full 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 blooded charismatics yep. who are saying, you know, the problem with Northview is that we're not. Spirit-filled. Spirit-filled, or yeah. we're not engaging with the Holy Spirit and seeking prophecies and yeah. these sorts of things. And so it's always very really interesting to me because I, th- I make both both of them very angry. And, and, uh, <laughs> which Somehow is, you can do that, Jeff. Which is, <laughs> what are you saying? I, make, I have a talent to make everybody yeah, yeah. angry? Sometimes, yes. yep. Well, it's, uh, it's good to know. <laughs> High five, baby. <laughs> totally. High five. Right. Okay. <laughs> He's glaring at us. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> What? Yeah. What? It's true. You know that. What? Did I make everybody angry? You yeah, can. totally. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there it is. 
Let it be that There way. it is, yeah. <laughs> Greg, uh, Greg, Jeff Bucknam. Oh, yeah, that's that a slip? Does Greg yeah. also make everybody angry? <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> yes, learning from the best, eh, he's Jeff? Learning, <laughs> he's learning from the best. Right. Yeah. All Any right. last things to say? Yeah, we need to talk about both your employment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I trust... Uh, um, a passage that comes to mind, Ephesians chapter 5, where Paul um, is exhorting the Ephesian church to not be drunk with wine, which will lead to debauchery, wild living, but be filled with the, with the Holy Spirit, which will lead to a different kind of uh, living. And I think we all know if, if you were filled with wine and you were drunk in a wedding, uh, obviously, the behavior that you'd be displaying um, among the guests where there would be like obnoxious. You'll do things that you would never do if you are not under the influence of alcohol. So now think about, so Paul now is juxtaposing this with, okay, now be filled with this Holy Spirit. So when you're filled with the Spirit of God, what is God able to do in and through you? Yeah. So there would be this radical generosity. That There's a great, this is a great passage. We're yeah. actually mm-hmm. going to preach this Ephesians right. 5 text. Right. It's it's remarkable, and it's it's funny how the things that you're pointing, what kinds of things would it lead to? The the actual passage itself lists them. Mm-hmm. Right, it does. Doesn't it lists it? the things that mm-hmm. will will end up coming out in you, and it's it's interesting how uh, so much of it is is normal. But by right. that I mean like just day to day stuff. One of them submitting to one another at a reverence. Not for gold dust from the ceiling. Well. I'm, and you have the to understand, like the spirit you, yeah. can do lots yep. of things, but I'm I'm saying that the bread and butter of the Holy Spirit's work mm-hmm. is to is to form Christ in in His people. Yeah, and so in the end, it's the ad- application of redemption is the thing that we are going to experience in our lives with the Holy Spirit repeatedly. And so that's what that's what the point of that right. Ephesians text is, yeah. and that's really what we're trying to get af- mm-hmm. after. So we will probably. It's funny. You say, we, this series will probably leave people, lots of people dissatisfied and lots of people upset that we didn't sponsor their pet project or something like that. And, yeah. and I can already but, tell you that there's going to be, we need to have, there's more to be said. I'm sure there's more to be said. So people can send us an email and ask their questions and we can address it as we go through this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. man. Though I will say this series would also leave some people feeling empowered oh yeah, yeah. Hope so. to live their lives in a manner that is worthy of the gospel so yeah. we pray that that uh, those who don't know the spirit's work in their lives would actually realize who the holy spirit is and yeah. pray accordingly that's a great last word ezra thanks we'll see you next week